cybersecurity in the tech industry in and of itself is white male dominated. It's just what it is, right? So to be a woman of color from Brooklyn, New York, in the cybersecurity space, and really just having the background of the military, which is male dominated, and going into tech, which is male dominated, I was following the path and trajectory of what I thought it was supposed to look like. Take control of your career and compensation right now. It's your five minute career path. Welcome back. Today, like every other interview, we promise to bring you the most phenomenal guests that will help you with your pivot. Whether that pivot is in your career, whether that pivot is at your office already, where you are, the company you're working for, or in your confidence. So before we get started, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you're the first to know when a new episode drops. You are in for a quadruple threat with today's guest. Johanna Barrett is an author, speaker, consultant, and founder of CyberSuite LLC. She educates individuals and small business owners on the importance of cybersecurity. With over a decade of experience spanning roles in the government, military, and private sector, Johanna's cybersecurity expertise has helped to clean up the digital hygiene of thousands of people and safeguarding their most prized and valuable assets, intellectual property, and everyday digital experience. Her expertise stems from previous roles as a counterintelligence analyst for the United States Air Force, as well as a long list of academic cybersecurity credentials, including a highly renowned certification as an ethical hacker and a bachelor's and master's degree in cybersecurity. Welcome to the podcast, Johanna. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. Thank you guys for having me. I am feeling actually really amazing. Thank you. Great, great. So to get started, we like no fluff, all action. Tell us about your journey to this point. And I know you're going to share with the audience everything you're working on, all the exciting things that you're doing. But let's start, I mean, not from birth, but from the beginning. Tell me tell me how you got here. Um. So... 2009, I decided to join the United States Air Force. Funny thing is, um, that was my first faith move before I realized it was a faith move because I didn't know what job I was going to do until the night that I before I shipped out for basic training. So um, everyone knows you should not go into the military open general because it could be whatever's left is the job that you're going to get. But I just wanted to change my circumstances. So I was like, whatever, open general. The night before basic training, I get a call from my recruiter and she's just like, well, an Intel job opened up. And so, and at the time it was called a fusion analyst. So she was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, okay. And I remember going, I think it was like Ash Jeeves or something like that. Like it wasn't even the internet, like what we have now. It was, I looked it up and I was like, well, what is a fusion analyst? The definition of it confused me. I was like, man, whatever. I'm just trying to get out of Brooklyn, right? So um, there was the beginning of the journey in the Intel space. I was um, in San Antonio for basic training, then Goodfellow um, for my uh, like course training to, for what I was going to do for my career. And then I was in stationed in uh, Fort Meade, Maryland for quite some time. Um, pretty much 
the, the remainder of my enlistment with, you know, the exceptions of some trainings. And that's where the Intel cybersecurity journey began. Right. And, and in your intro, which I know you very well, but not everybody knows what an ethical hacker is, which is pretty cool. And I'd love for them to understand what that actually means. Okay. So hacker, obviously we all know it for having a negative connotation, right? They are um, intruding on your, your personal information, your personal space, your personal devices without your consent usually with a malicious intent. So with an ethical hacker, it is the good guys, right? Right? Like the white hats of them. Um, we're the ones using similar methods, but to protect, to defend, as opposed to, to cause harm. Right. So you professionally hack then. I just want you to say it for the audience. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I... Because you kind of skirted it. You you danced around it. Of my job, you know. And I understood the threat landscape and utilized whatever tools were necessary to get the job done. Oh, that was so good. I love the way you wrapped that up. But she's a professional (laughs) hacker. And I love it. Ethical hacker is your title. But you actually know how to hack, which is pretty cool. So in the industry right now, I know the landscape is constantly changing. So recently, the Louisiana DMV was hacked and all of our information was compromised. I think it's like six million people. And okay, they're just offering us like Equifax uh, identity theft or something like that. But they've got all our information. I don't know where or how, but they do have all of our information. So what's the one thing that you see that most individuals, let's just start with individuals or even small businesses might not be aware of that they should be on alert for that you would like to share with the audience? Imagine a world where recruiters come knocking at your virtual door, eager to hire you for your dream job. This can be you with 5-Minute Career Hacks exclusive LinkedIn Hacking Package. Over 90% of recruiters rely on this platform to make hiring decisions. And guess what else? 75% of people hired last year were discovered right here on LinkedIn. But we get it. You're busy, overwhelmed, and just struggling to find the time to optimize your profile. Let us do the work for you. For a limited time only, sign up today and we can help you break through your career on LinkedIn. So you have to think about what information is available at the DMV. So that is your address, your date of birth. Think about how many times when you, and your identification, your your physical biometric um, appearance, right? So think about how many times you use your ID, your driver's license in particular, to verify your identity. Sometimes they'll mm-hmm. ask you for your driver's license number. Um, Sometimes the security questions that they ask you are about addresses that you've had, you know, things like that. Sometimes your passwords, which I will never encourage, but they're not the strongest. And you use some of this biographical information to um, create your passwords or to, to verify who you are. So you have to understand that that one data breach of that one piece of ID how much information about you it actually makes available, which is why the DMV said, hey, look, let me give you credit monitoring because those are the plat- those are the spaces in which you will probably be more significantly impacted because that's, that's how you verify yourself. So tip that I would suggest to is 
credit freezing, um, you mm -hmm. can if you are not in the process of acquiring credit, purchasing a home, anything that is going to require you to use your credit, um, I would highly, highly, highly recommend, especially while this this breach is underway and all this information is out there about you, that you um, you freeze your credit on at all three credit bureaus. Be very vigilant about um, new accounts that might be opened up or anything of that nature because honestly, it might be one piece of information, but if you combine all of the information about you that is available through like social media or just open access, a good profile about who you are and, and, and what you do and where you live and all those things are, are ideal. Those are key to a cyber criminal. Right. And more and more, I think I'm probably touching this, this cybersecurity getting hacked or getting an account stolen probably weekly at this point, which I don't even know if I've shared with you, but when we first met, you were educating me and I did my best to secure my passwords, 24 encrypted and all this other stuff. I use LastPass, all the stuff that you share with me. I keep it top of mind, two-factor authentication, all that stuff. However, it's still something that's popping across my screen, whether it's specific to me or even a few of the kids that play basketball on my team, they got their Instagram accounts uh, taken from them, which was yeah. to some degree devastating, especially for one of the players. And so what, what do you suggest in that situation in a social media environment? Like what are some of the things that people can do? So let's backtrack a little bit. It's not an if, but a when, right? Everyone will be compromised at some point. Everyone has probably already been compromised. And so what is really important that I would suggest that you learn and take heed to is staying in the loop of what is happening, right? You don't want to be the last one to know that your information is out there. That also being said is that is human error is almost 90% of the problem, right? Because it wouldn't be so easy to compromise if people weren't people. And let's just be honest, we like to take the lazier route, what's quicker. No one wants to type in a 27 character password that is uppercase, lowercase, special characters. Like you, you don't want to do it, right? So you're going to put the same, not only are you going to use a weak password, but you're going to use that same weak password on so many different things. Mm -hmm. So in the case of like social media now, first of all, little things, right? Backup accounts. There's nothing wrong with that. Have a backup account, but have a strong password in the first place. Have multi-factor authentication. That's when, and I, and honestly, I would even suggest taking it up a notch. Don't have that second factor of authenticating yourself be your phone mm. or a text to you. Let it be a separate authenticator app, which is why I told you about LastPass because um, it, it's, it has its own authenticator. You know what I mean? Like I remember being locked out of my last pass account and I had to use the authenticator to get back into that. So you have to layer your security. Um, having a strong password is, is number one. That's like the keys to your house. Granted, you know, if you dropped your keys in the street, yeah, no one will necessarily know what it is unless you have a little tag on it. It's like, Hey, I live here. Like, you know, you have to, you have to think, with a security uh, lens as opposed to just thinking 
from the lens of, oh, that's them, that's not me, because it happens to everyone. I would, like I said, have a backup account, right? Because things happen. Your account could be shut down because somebody reported you as a scam or fraud right. and stuff like that. It's not always a, a data breach, but could be because of just, you know, poor practices or what you're typing or how controversial the information you're sharing is. So have a backup account and, and you can literally duplicate it. Um, now, social media platforms are allowing you to verify who you are, right? Okay. And they, and here's the thing, they use your ID to do it. You see what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Yeah. So with breach, now if I have a copy of your driver's license and I want to take over your account, I send that into Facebook. How do you prove that you are you if I already have the things that said I'm you? That's crazy. Those things, you know, you just want to, you want to understand what you're dealing with. Which is great. I, the backup account thing, I don't know if I had even thought about it in that way, right? So I think that's a great suggestion. I'm going to look into doing that. Um, probably also look into how I can automate the duplication of those accounts. You know, we want to be effortless out here. So <laughs> I think that's a great suggestion. So tell us what you're working on right now in the cybersecurity space. I know you got some inter interesting projects happening that I know the audience would love to hear about. I am charging full speed ahead with just sharing information about it. So I am launching a podcast where I basically share with you similar information like what you're saying, right? Keep you in the loop of cyber scams, fraud, and, and cyber crimes that you need to be aware of. Because the more you hear it, the more you get exposed to it, the better equipped you are to protect yourself. That being said, um, I am launching a suite of uh, cybersecurity courses that will tackle um, concerning things, right? So we'll have the basics like passwords, antivirus, VPNs, safely um, shopping online, the basics that you need to know to secure yourself. And we will have the um, securing the bag, the money, the coins yes. course coming. So that's just how you, you know, you secure your dollars because Again, data breaches happen all the time. And so we want you to just be at the forefront of protecting yourself and more importantly, protecting your identity. Awesome. Yeah. So that's everything you're working on from a cybersecurity standpoint. You've also shared your journey with us and gave the audience some incredible tips. Now, I want to understand, let's peel back another layer. And I think the audience could benefit from this as well. Did you ever see yourself doing what you're currently doing in the cybersecurity space? God, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. First of all, if, in, in full transparency, I, last year, I quit cybersecurity. Um, I, I thought that that wasn't what I like, and that's not what I want to do. And it's just something that I, yeah, sure, I have the skills, and I've spent this time, in hindsight, now saying it out loud, I sound utterly ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah, you just spent almost 15 years um learning about this thing, working in this industry and doing it. But I realized there's a certain way in which you um, pursue your passions, right? And I think for me, cybersecurity and the tech industry in and of itself is white male dominated. It's just what it is, right? So to be a woman of color from Brooklyn, New York, in the cybersecurity space and really just having the background of 
the military, which is male dominated, and then going into tech, which is male dominated. I was following the path and trajectory of what I thought it was supposed to look like. Right. And I think now to have come back to it, I am presenting it in a way that feels natural to me. As a woman, it is my nature to want to protect and to want to nurture and to help and to be of service. And I shifted the lens in which I viewed cybersecurity as it being the job and this thing I know how to do and being ultra competitive in that space to get to the forefront. And now I approach it from how can I be of service to as many people as I can to help them feel secure and protected? Because if I do say one thing, I feel like as a woman, we need for safety and protection. Mm -hmm. And so I apply that lens to how I um, maneuver in the cybersecurity arena now. Right. So you've embraced it. You're taking, and we've had, for the audience, we've known each other for a few years and we've had this conversation. Maybe it's a debate. I'm not sure, but we've had this conversation so many times. So you're going to get a little inside view on the conversation that we have on the back channel. So you've embraced this and you've found a way that feels authentic to you is what you just shared that you can, you know, present this in the way that feels good to you that you can be passionate about. Cause I think for me in all the years you've been doing it, that I've known you, you just weren't passionate about it. You knew how to do it. Didn't necessarily mind helping people, but you just weren't passionate about it. But I know that you've impacted me as well as anybody that I interact with in this space for sure, just in cybersecurity amongst a whole lot of other things. But I guess my question to you would be, when did the light bulb go off that it was time to pivot back to cybersecurity? And what was happening? What were you thinking? Because I think that's what can help some folks out here that may be feeling unenergized, unmotivated, and not passionate about what they do very well. Frankly, a gift from God. Right. Like you said, the night of your you were supposed to head off to the military is when you got the assignment, probably not even really knowing what you were going to be doing. And I. Yeah. Yeah. And you're now blessed with this gift. Right. Because there's not a ton of people that know how to do what you do. So talk to me about how that pivot happened. So, um, you know what? I finally embrace the fact that you can be a multi hyphenate. I thought the way, I think the way a lot of us grew up is, what do you want to be? And that thing that you've decided that you want to be is the only thing that you can be. You can't be anything else, right? And so over the past year, I really like dug deep into my own personal development and and self-improvement. And so the clearer I get and the more comfortable and confident I get in who I am, the more I realize all of the areas in which um, not only am I excited, but I am talented and I'm gifted in. And so instead of feeling like I have to choose one, which is what it felt like, right. um, I found a way to be at everything, right? So I am the personal development enthusiast who can who is an ethical hacker who wants to educate the public about cybersecurity while still being a speaker who enjoys country music. Like all of the things can exist at the same time within the same person and I don't have to choose. And so 
that's what brought me back full circle because I remember like really being irritated when people would ask me like, super irritated. Oh yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And, um, it was because life was lifing in a particular direction. And I wanted to give my attention to that. Now I'm like, no, all of these things, as a matter of fact, how can you make them overlap? Right. Um, I think that was the sweet spot for me. It wasn't about like, okay, this is what I do for work, but this is what I do in my personal life, but this is what I do with my friends. Um, it's a, no, these are all the things. So yes, I'm going to tell you about that password while, while telling you why you should be self-confident. Like, cause it, it's all, it's all a part of it. And I think, um, I finally embraced it and I'm so seated and comfortable in it that, um, I even wrote my blog post about how I cured the imposter syndrome, right? Because I think that's where the imposter syndrome comes from. The imposter syndrome comes from the fact that you're not even comfortable with how you show up as a person. So then when you're put in the arena of career and what you want to do for work or how you want to earn money, um, if it does not align, you feel like an imposter. And now I don't. I understand that, that I am all these things and not just one. Which is beautiful. And I'm super excited for you that you realize that all of these great things that God has blessed you with are now able to be presented and they don't have to be boxed up in a certain setting and shared with the world that you can be all those things at the same time. And I love it. I love it for you. I'm excited for you. I'm so happy for you as well. And I can't wait for the rest of the world to see what I've been seeing for the last few years in all facets, not just cybersecurity. Um, You've got a whole lot of other projects out there that I know you're, I'm going to leave in the show notes and in the description for people to be able to connect with you and learn more about everything that is Johanna Barrett. Because there's more than just cybersecurity. Trust me, trust me. I might bring you on for another conversation that has nothing to do with cybersecurity so the world can see the rest of that. But I'm super excited for you. I'm so proud of you. I'm not going to cry on this podcast. I've never done that before and I'm not going to do it, but I'm super excited for you and happy for you and just happy to witness, truly happy to witness. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for just, you know, allowing me to talk to you and connect with you today. And yes, tap in with me. I would love to talk to you and get to know you and just support you on protecting yourself, right? Like, there's the collective security, but there's that individual security. And I just want to make sure you are in the best position to protect yourself. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing today. Be sure again, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, hit that subscribe button and comment. Let Jan Johanna know how you felt about anything she shared or if you have any questions for her as well. And again, I'll leave that in the show notes to be able to connect with her also. I want to first ask Johanna to share her final five words with the audience that she'd like to leave you with. You can be all things. I love it. And it, boy, man, that, you tied that together in a nice bow. You can be all things. I love it. I love it. You can be all things. So that's going to wrap up this episode with Johanna Barrett. Thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you and we'll see you next time. And as I always say, I love you. We have so many hacks to share. So if you haven't already subscribed, you can do that now. And don't forget to leave a review. And if you take a snapshot of your review and send it to us on Instagram, we will send you a premium course that usually sells for $57.
We're truly grateful for your reviews as they play a vital role in helping us spread our mission of sharing these invaluable career hacks with the world. Thank you.